Hi there, and welcome along to the Jersnet podcast, the totally free and independent Rangers show made by fans for fans, where all of our content is always free. And that free content isn't just the podcast, but here at Jersnet, we have a load of great stuff, uh, including match previews and reviews, uh, a really good history archive, social media, and a really very friendly discussion forum as well. So please do head over to the website at www.jersnet.co.uk, take a look and get involved in all of that great stuff. It's just gone nine o'clock on Wednesday, the 6th of April, 2022. If you're joining us live tonight, we're here to uh, to preview the Braga game, the first leg over in Portugal tomorrow evening. So thank you if you've given up your time to, to be with us. Let us know your, your thoughts, your questions and your comments in the YouTube box there and uh, we'll get to as many of those as we can. If you're not joining us live, the podcast is, of course, always available for download first thing the next morning. So that'll be tomorrow on Thursday. And you can get that wherever you get your podcast from, including Acast, iTunes, YouTube, CastBox, Stitcher and Spotify. As I say, we're here to talk about Rangers' trip to Portugal uh, to face Braga tomorrow in the first leg of the quarterfinals of the Europa League and I am delighted to be joined by uh, someone I'm very pleased to call a friend not just a colleague Alexander Anderson. Alec how are you this evening? Uh, just as soon as I can remember to unmute myself I'm absolutely fine uh, thanks Ross and uh, if I can just congratulate you on air I've done it done it personally but uh, congratulate you on your upcoming nuptials. Thank you uh, very much. Nice, nice announcement so at least somebody's got something cheery going on. Well no, I've just I've just moved into a new house. You've just got engaged. I think Colin turned 49 last week. Um, but Rangers just keep letting us all down, don't they? I That's, know, I know. We're, we're, we're all trying to celebrate. We're all trying to pretend we're happy about other stuff. And Rangers just keep coming along and making us miserable. What's that Ruining about? everything. Ruining everything. <laughs> How did the house move go? Was it all okay? Hey, I'm mean, just about finished, I. That's it. That's it. I'm sitting here. It's like a, a maximum security prison that I probably should be in for various things. <laughs> uh, but it's a week and a garage conversion we've got out the side of the, the house so I could be lumped in here with all my football stuff like the kind of padding that I need I was going to say that uh, I know that you're obviously a man of um, great prestige when it comes to knowledge about his, uh, football history and I imagine you've accumulated a fair amount of stuff over the years did any of that sort of accidentally fall off the back of the lorry or has it all made it safe in one piece? It's all, it's, all been, it's all been gained fairly fairly, fairly legitimately, you know what I mean? I, um, but some of it was going to fall off the back of uh, our car the last couple of weeks as I was uh, dragging it all back and forth. I think we could have moved in in uh, half the time if I didn't have this collection of football garbage that I carry about with me. But um, aye, it's it's, uh, it's what it's all about, mate, so it's it good is. to be in. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, look, uh, it was an incredibly disappointing weekend. Um, obviously, you, you, yourself, you, you had a, a brief chat with Colin after the, the game, immediately after the final whistle. That's that's obviously available for download for anyone who's who's not seen that and who, for whatever reason, fancies revisiting Sunday's result. Um, but we sort of have a bit of a shift now, Alec, in that we're, we're trying to get ourselves excited for what is, regardless of what's happening domestically, um, an incredibly exciting opportunity and an incredibly exciting tie for Rangers as we head to our first European quarterfinal since, uh, since 2008. Um, we're facing a team that we faced only two years ago uh, in the last 32 of this competition. We put them out a couple of years ago, uh, albeit with um, uh, yeah, different circumstances, different players. That was pre-COVID, if I'm not mistaken. So yes, um, lots and lots of stuff has changed, but it's, it's certainly interesting that of all the, all the clubs we could have got in this round, it's, it's Braga. It's a team that we faced once before. Um, before we look at Braga in it, you know, specifically in the threats that they might pose. Our last run to, to the latter stages of a European competition, like I say, was 2008 when we reached the final uh, in, in Manchester. And that run 
was built upon solid performances at, at Ibrox first and keeping the tie alive and then going and nicking results in the away leg uh, the, the second time round. Obviously, this is the reverse of that. We're travelling to Portugal tomorrow and then we'll try and get a good result and bring that back to Ibrox. Um, how, I, I, I guess, how much of a difference does that make? How much will that impact on the players, on the management, on their strategy? Do you think it's it's preferable to have one or the other? I mean, on paper, we play them away and we play them at home because it shouldn't matter which order those come in. But how much do you think that the the, the home or the away advantage really factors in here? To be honest with you, I'm actually quite glad there's something different um, about this time. I mean, we're, we're meeting at a later stage, obviously, um, but I don't like it. I don't know about yourself, Ross, um, all the folks out there listening and watching, but I, I don't like it. When we've had a success, particularly against a team, we then play them again. You know, uh, within you know a couple of seasons uh, in Europe. You know, I mean, if you think about even thinking back to like off the top of my head, Parma. Um, everybody remembers us putting Parma out the the Champions League because we played them a season or two seasons before uh, in the UEFA Cup. Um, a tight affair. Um, we're, we were quite unlucky. You know, we did really well. Um, but uh, they, they put us out the UEFA Cup and it's almost like we're, I feel we're kind of in the reverse of that scenario um, I think it was such an epic night at Ibrox uh, the first leg against Braga you'd almost forget looking back on it you know kind of through the, the mist of time you would think oh that must be the night Rangers won because it's the night most people remember because we're 2-0 down we come back to win uh, 3-2 but I think that, obviously that, that, that was the first leg I and mean, then we put in one of the, I think one of the most kind of brilliant performances for the kind of I think one of the most brilliant examples of what Michael Beale and Stephen Gerrard could do uh, was there in the away leg it's, it's, it's even the goal itself the way we move the ball the, the tightness of the, the compactness of the team um, it was absolutely fantastic but I think uh, you would be going out tomorrow night if the game was at Ibrox expecting it to be you know another absolute barnstormer you know and particularly with the kind of fallout after Sunday there's going to be a lot of people ready to get getting teams back pretty early tomorrow night I would imagine um you would think if it doesn't go that way uh, they would get uptight pretty quickly although as I'm saying that I'm thinking when we played Braga Ibrox um in the first leg the last time we met them of course we were two nothing down after an hour so the game we were pretty we were pretty crap for the first the first hour of the game so it wouldn't be it would be too similar but I, I just I, I like it. It takes a bit of the pressure off us. I think a bit of pressure off the team, particularly after what happened on Sunday. To go away from home, the Bears will probably take up, if not half this half of the crowd, they will certainly make more than more than half of the noise. We'll have had a few beers. Uh, there'll be a bit of a holiday holiday spirit. So I think it'll be a, a nice atmosphere for Rangers to go into as a kind of salve, you know, after uh, after Sunday. Um, in terms of how it affects the team. Well, you, I think you just need to look at the, the Dortmund. You know, we, we went away to Dortmund first, and that and, and that suited us. You know, we've had Red Star at home first. We've, we've done the business uh, with, with, with the, the the home and away uh, situation being reversed in that tie. If they're going to do it, they're going to do it, Ross. Um, I don't think it makes too much of a difference, mate. Um, and I think with the away goals rule being, you know, no, no longer with us, you know, the, the kind of the hopes for caginess or playing a certain kind of game. You know, if we don't concede, if we don't concede more than a goal or whatever tomorrow night, it will still feel like you know it's, it's a great, it's a better result for us than it is for Braga. Um, but I don't think that really comes into it as much anymore. I think that the home and away thing, particularly in Western Europe, you know, where it's no great kind of mystery to you know modern footballers to be travelling. You know, the teams are so polyglot now anyway within the domestic leagues. There's, you know, our teams full of players of all different nationalities. Uh, I don't think it's a, a really a big deal for anybody 
Um, these days, if they're travelling kind of within their own region uh, of the continent um, to, to go away from home. So I'm just hoping we... I'm just I'm just worried about the after effects uh, of Sunday, Ross. That's that, that that's the main thing for me. Well, I'm away to Google what polyglot means. I'm fairly, <laughs> fairly sure I went to school with her. Um, <laughs> it's I mean the after effects of Sunday. It's it still lingers with us, not just because it, you know it, it hurts so deeply to lose an old firm, but with the context of the rest of the season and you know the season now probably the, the league being all but over. I think um, there are naturally going to be questions about the starting lineup and. Um, let's see, we've got a comment here, a question from, from Andrew, which I think actually sort of sums up um, most of the fan base is, are we, are we going to persist with Alan McGregor in goal? Now McGregor, in my opinion, he's been um, outsta- unquestionably outstanding for Rangers over, over a number of years. Um, he seems to be swinging from mesmerizing saves through to, not calamitous howlers, but just bad decisions that are costing Rangers at the moment. Um, we have John McLaughlin as an understudy who untested in Europe. I think I, I don't think he's, he's ever played. I certainly can't think of him playing in, in the Europa League for us. What would you do about the, the, the goalkeeping situation? Gio seems to have suggested in press conferences over the past few months that McGregor's number one outstanding keeper, etc. How do you view that? It, sum, it, sum, it sums up the kind of quandary. Uh, we're going to the quarry tomorrow night. Um, I'm going a bit punny here, but it's a, a quandary um, we're in with the whole team about a lot of the selections, a lot of a, a lot of what is Geo doing? You know, is G, I, don't, I can't see how Geo is the problem uh, with, what, with what's happening this season or what's happened. Basically, Sunday changed everything. This is the thing. Sun, Sunday just changed everything. I, I still had great faith that Sunday was the day we'd turn up and we'd get this league title, you know, back in. We'd get back in the driving seat, um, and it just the way it went wrong was so kind of surreal. There's a lot of other contributing factors, um, but we've just been shipping points in the league so badly. And Alan McGregor is, I'm afraid, directly responsible for a lot of them. We've been saying it so often in the show, um, especially since the turn of the year, that Alan McGregor. We were kind of whispering it in the early part of the season about Greg's being to blame for you know a few goals, but. Uh, after the, especially after the Ross County game, for me, it became really apparent that his his confidence is gone. He's, he's not coming out for the ball. He's not coming off his line at all. I still don't know if that's maybe partly an instruction from the coaching staff. But there's just for me, the McGregor situation kind of sums up what it's all about. <laughs> we'll get so many, so many, so many questions to answer um, about. I, th- I think we're looking to completely rebuild the squad almost in the summer. Some people are saying we should just let that, that sit, we get rid of this team, um, we get rid of these players because they've not done the business domestically. But when you look at Europe, it's almost like when you look at Alan McGregor, the shot, he, the stop he pulled off in the second half uh, on Sunday, he will make these brilliant saves for you. You look at him against Red Star Belgrade, away from home in Belgrade, he was phenomenal. But you can also you could also say McGregor not coming off his line in Belgrade is the reason we lost the, the first goal and we're under such pressure there. Um, it's it, for me it really sounds like it's, it's difficult. What I always think back on when we've been raising this question this season is the way we announced or the timing we announced John McLaughlin's contract extension. It was the night or the or within twelve hours of Alan McGregor making those two horrific ricks at Ross County, and it was almost like. The Geo then follows it up by saying, no, McGregor's my number one. But it was almost like a statement. And I don't know if the statement was to John McLaughlin. 
maybe he was thinking, no, I'm not going to get a game here. I need to go somewhere else. And as soon as they've seen Alan McGregor make those mistakes, look, John, there's a chance here. There's a chance you could be getting in because McGregor's maybe starting to get too old. And they've, put, they've almost put the contract in front of him, you know, <laughs> a gun to his head at that point and said, look, you should sign sign now because Alan McGregor's up. I don't know. It's something, something's going on there. Um, and I think that sums up the situation we're in just now. Well, there's so many players in a sticker-twist situation. The, the support of get. My personal attitude is in a real stick and twist situation just now as well. I can't be too hard on the team that brought us 55. You know, I'm cognizant of the fact that um, Rangers, the complete infrastructure went in 2012. It will take a long time. We're still ongoing in the rebuild and there will be kind of potholes in the road. Um, so we shouldn't throw the baby out of the bathwater. Um, but it's not as if it's not as if we're miles behind in the league like we used to be. It's because we've thrown away a lead. It's what's it's what's bothering everybody. Um, but I, I really don't know where to go with the team just now. I don't know what my attitude is to the Rangers at this moment in time. Um, I'm so puzzled by the fact we've thrown away this league the way, we, the way we've done it. I just don't understand it. But for me, Alan McGregor kind of sums it all up. As a guy, he's like, the guy's a god, and you know he can be brilliant in what he does, the, the, the shot stopping, but there's definitely a problem there. And just to, you know, to stop evading the question, I would go with McLaughlin tomorrow night. If for nothing else, on oh, the last time I said that, Al McGregor had an absolute barnstormer uh, the next night. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, I think it was a way to Dortmund. Um, he did the business. So I don't know if McLaughlin's played for us maybe in the early rounds, um, maybe in Gibraltar or something like that um, against the kind of Minnows or whatever. But I would, I would give him a go uh, tomorrow night because I think that on Sunday there. The, the failure to to deal with that cross it wasn't just the way, it wasn't uh, that, that shot that, that led to Celtic's equaliser it wasn't just the way uh, Greeks pushed it out it was a fact he seemed to be caught in about three different minds as to what to do I thought no this is he's, he's just get he's getting to that point and I love the guy to death that's the thing I always want to make clear I love Alan McGregor to death but I would maybe I, I think it's now time to, to go with McLaughlin yeah it's a big call it's a it's a huge call um it's 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 an even bigger call than the times over the past three or four years when we've been talking about, you know, Tavernier should drop out of the side and, you know, we would replace him with Nathan Patterson earlier in the season or, or tail end of last season um, if, if, if Tavernier wasn't performing. This is an even bigger thing because McGregor's quality, particularly in Europe, you know, his, his performance against Red Star was exceptional. Caveated with the fact, as you say, that uh, he still could have done better at the conceding of that goal. Um, it's a really, really difficult one at the uh, right at the back then between the sticks. It's also a difficult one up front. Um, Colin and I did a preview ahead of the, the old firm on, on Saturday morning last weekend. And, uh, you know, I spoke about how I would like to just put Roof in the Morelos role and see how he gets on. I think that the manager did that. And I think it didn't work. I think it failed. I don't think um, Roof was anywhere near as comfortable holding up the ball, coming, dropping deep and getting involved in play. Um, it's, I don't know, it's, it's often been leveraged as a criticism at Morelos, the way how he drops so deep. And then sometimes he's wide out on the flanks and he's not in the box enough. But for me, that's not a criticism of him. That shows his appetite and his desire to bring the game together. And Kamar Roof just isn't, isn't doing that. And I think Kamar Roof's had a poor season. Um, that said, Colin and I, we discussed how other, I guess, tactical shapes or other formations don't necessarily allow us to get the best out of people like Ryan Kent or, or Joe Aribo. 
Um, you start tinkering with how we're looking on the flanks. You start tinkering with how we've got people sitting in midfield with, with your Ryan Jackson, John Lundstrom. So I also don't believe that um, playing, say, two up top in, in Kamar Roof and Sakala, both playing together through the middle is the right answer. Um, is it right to put Sakala in as a lone striker? We've not really seen him in that position. He's usually cutting in off the flanks using his pace. Um, he doesn't strike me as someone that would hold up the ball in the way that Morelos does and bring others into play. Um, it's a real difficult position, I, I think, trying to replace Morelos. Uh, we know now he's he's out for the rest of the season. So I, I guess the question is, how do you make sense of all of that? We've also got Cedric Itten sitting somewhere in Ockenhowie, um, potentially to be to be brought into the fold. Morelos loves this competition. He he saves his best performances for this competition. But we are without him now going into the quarterfinals. Um, how do you solve that? How do you plug that gap? Um, I think like we're talking about McGregor, and it's not just about Alan McGregor himself. It's about uh, his failure to come off his line, mistakes that he's making. How does that spread throughout the defence? Because this def- the defence that we had last season, as we know, was breaking records, set a British record um, for, for, for clean sheets, for, for a lack of concession of goals uh, in, in the domestic league. When, Al, when the, the goalkeeper isn't as sure of himself, and I think it was, was it Colin um, on, on Sunday's pod made a great point, Sunday night's pod, about how he's not shouting, he's not berating his defence, he's not coming out there, you know, kind of losing their rag with everybody the way he would have last season because he knows within, it's almost as if Alan McGregor knows within himself uh, that he's at fault, so he's no right to do that. Now that's fine, now that's, he's a decent guy, he's not going to blame him if he's not up to scratch. But that, that means the defence doesn't have that authority. It doesn't have that solidity. And it does, it's, it's an old cliche, but it starts, it, it starts the, the last line of defence, the goalkeeper, if the, the rest of his defensive team aren't sure of him, it will spread. Um, and I think it's the reverse of Alfredo Morelis. The way he's been playing since Giovanni Van Bronckhorst arrived. And let's not forget, I mean, we're talking about missing out this. We're trying to get into a semi-final tomorrow night. Um, we've got a semi-final coming up uh, in the middle of the month in, in the Scottish Cup. But Alfredo Morelos was posted missing the last time we played a semi-final this season uh, against Hibs at Hamden. Um, I'm trying really desperately to think about the, the Alfredo that's you know can get himself sent off or <laughs> lose the rag. Or the last time we played Braga, he wasn't there. The last time we played Braga away from home, last time we played at a stadium, yeah, we're going to tomorrow night. Alfie wasn't there, and we got on just fine. Um, but he's been playing too well for us to, to kind of, you know, for, for me to find any comfort in that. That's not, that, that, that's stretching it. Um, I think he's the same effect. He brings everybody else into it round about him. He will make other players round about him better by his sheer presence. He just scares the living shit out of defences. You know, and in, 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 in Europe in particular, he's an absolute phenomenon. He's a phenomenon that we've been hanging on uh, for the last uh, four seasons, Ross. So he's a, he's a colossal and he's a massive miss. In terms of replacing them, what do we do? I think I think we're looking at a shape change. I've seen it in various other places. Uh, you know, suggestions of it bringing Ryan Kent in almost as a kind of twin striker, perhaps with Roof. You know, um, getting more out of him through the middle, perhaps. You know, I, I don't really know that there's going to, have to be a change, but I think the problem we've got is you're looking at after Sunday's performance, you're looking at the likes of Joe Arebo's knackered. He's going backwards. You know, and this is a guy who's the best player in Scotland up until Christmas. You know, let's not forget that. Um, and then you're looking at like Sir Ryan Jack, who is for me the, the supreme ranger. You know, um, a guy I would always want. To fo- 
he wasn't quite at the races on, on Sunday either. Um, so what's happening there? And then you've got Aaron Ramsey, who is world class and is coming on to a game, but I don't think has the fitness quite yet. You know, Scotty Arfield is another option. Um, a guy I would always, I know you're, <laughs> he's, you're not his number one fan, but he's a guy I think has been fantastic for Rangers in Europe. Um, it's a lot, of, a lot of street smarts, a lot of now he's tactically really aware. And I always want to see Scotty Arfield playing for us, particularly in, in Europe. Um, so we do have options. But I don't think there's any we can really, there's none that are proven and there's none that are bad enough. You know, for me, I still want to start Ryan Kent. It's like, look at, I keep going back to Sunday, can't help it. Um, he, some, he, he scores the, he sets up the goal for Ramsey. But then he's, you know, he's, he's culpable for not, you know, so many crosses into the box, only beating the first man and so many wayward shots. It's like Calvin Bassey. I thought he was one of our best players. Eh, m- 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 only Lundstrom really kind of outdoing him on Sunday. But yet he's really culpable for Celtic's equaliser as well and, and kind of letting Callum McGregor just walk past him. So there's a general kind of, there's a malaise, not just, there's not a malaise about the team, but there's a, there's a malaise in my thinking and in the in the way we're kind of regarding the team just now, we don't really know. Nothing's bad enough that you can completely, you know, scapegoat people or say they're definitely not playing. But no one's good enough. Now that Alfredo's out of the team, <laughs> Alfredo's out for the rest of the season, the one guy we had just now who was absolutely good enough and was on form that you were saying he's absolutely playing, he's not available. So there's not there's, there's the players on there that you can completely rely on. But I don't know. Personally, I... I I would stick with the 4-2-3-1 that we, we played in Dortmund. I'm relying on this Rangers team to do what they've been doing all season. What has now become a criticism is that they're shit domestically sometimes, but they they, they go above and beyond in Europe. Um, so I would stick with it. I would stick with the system we started with in Dortmund, which was our best performance, not just for this season, but you know, for, for many a season. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, you know, in my head, it's just like stick roof in instead of Morelos. <laughs> you know, but, yeah. It's, look, I think. Even after Sunday, I, I still think that's the right thing to do. Um, I, th- I think you're then you're asking everyone around Roof because Roof does what Roof does incredibly well. Not so much this season, actually, possibly, but um, he's clearly a very, very talented striker. One of those people that has the knack for being in the right place at the right time. And I think that that is, as a striker, that is a talent, that is a skill that that you probably can't teach. You know, he could quite he could quite easily have had a couple on on yeah. Sunday, Ross. Yeah. You know, just as, but I think the general. Celtic did that thing where they got bedded in the second half, and that yeah. sucks the life out of the attack. You yeah. know, so he's not getting the service, he's not getting the usual, you know, kind of acquaintance with the ball. And I think they had they had the chance, I think Scotty Arfield kind of flicked it on, he just he fires it, he, he met it first time and he and he fired it just over the bar. And there was that the a header at the far post mm-hmm. um, from, from where I'm sitting in the main stand. Um, but he just kind of he kind of got over too much. Yeah. Um, but, that's that's goals. That's the kind of goals we've seen Kamara Roof scoring. Yeah, he's a guy who does well when the box is busy. Yes, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. We've seen that, haven't we? So if we get if that European energy, you know, and I know it's become a criticism, but to hell with it. If this if this Rangers team are indeed as a lot of people are now uh, slagging them for being just a bunch of tarts who want to short window themselves through Europe, do it, please yeah. do it. Tomorrow yeah. get me my only the. No, only only our second actual out and out official semi final uh, in the last fifty years. Yeah. Although the Champions League in ninety two ninety three were a goal away from the final, that was even better than a semi in many ways. Um, but just 
get us that, do that. If you want to yeah. shot window yourself, you know, that that's fine. Because for me, I think if we get through this game tomorrow night, Ross, if we get through this tie, if we get ourselves into a European semi-final, it just, it transforms the season. Mm-hmm. You know, it puts an entirely new spin uh, on this season. And I hate that it's Braga we're playing again. I would have wanted to be Barcelona so we could just glory in the fact we're in a quarterfinal. No one's expecting us to do anything. The chance is there. So we've yeah. got to turn that into the chances there to, to make up for Sunday. Absolutely. You know, and if the en- if the energy is there, if the appetite is there, this is well, you have the Kamar Roof that scored for the halfway line and mm-hmm. uh, scored one of the, the greatest individual goals we've ever seen from a Rangers player in Europe yeah. uh, in, in Liège uh, last season. So yeah, I, I think they've just got to go. If the attitude's different, I think it will change tomorrow night. I think we can do it. The 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 team talk's written, isn't it? I mean, it's you have let yourselves down, you have let the fans down. Not, not just on Sunday, but throughout the course of this season. From the position that we were in to, to throw it away that, in the way that we have done, you have let the, the, the fans down. You have the opportunity to make all of that right. So let's go and take the next step into doing that. Um, do you know that way that they say absence makes the heart grow fonder? I'm thinking about all of these, you know, how do we set up going forward, attacking shape and who plays where and whatnot. I seen a tweet yesterday from Yanis Hadji of him just doing some some keepy-uppies with a ball. And I just went, oh, God, I'd love him to be back. The thing is, like, I mean, it's obviously just the context. He he dominated against Braga, particularly in, in, in that home leg. Um, Yanis Hadji has actually probably for the past 18 months, or the, the last 12 months up until his injury, not really played that well at all, in my opinion. And now you're looking at him going, Christ, I wish he was available. I'd love to have him back for this game. That's that's football. That's the thing. That, 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 that's the thing that happens with Rangers players, and it's the thing that I'll, I always get into arguments with people because I end up sticking up for guys, mm-hmm. maybe more than I should. You know, I'm I'm very into the gratitude thing. If somebody has, if someone has performed for you, it's not like in life. If somebody does you a solid, you know, don't forget it. And when they, you know, if they maybe you know do something that pisses you off a bit later on, don't don't be too hard on judge it. Weigh it up. You know, remember what people have done for you because it, it could come good again. And I, I'm the same with players. And, I, and that's what I'm talking about with Alfredo Morales. This time last season, not this, this time, but around about, kind of, you know, January, February time, there was a, it wasn't just like Rangers supporters, you know. It was just like casual fans. This was like Daryl Broadfoot, a yeah. journalist, you know, and the SFA. And all that. I remember listening to him on the radio talking about how he wasn't getting the numbers. His numbers were terrible for a, a guy who's supposed to be worth 20 million pounds. But the numbers were taken up by goals scored and assists. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching, particularly, we beat Aberdeen, the first time we beat Aberdeen 4-0 at Ibrox in the league last season. Alfredo Morales was like, he was getting the assist to the assist, I think, for about three of the goals. It was something he was doing consistently. You know, he was, so he doesn't get the numbers, but he was transforming the game. He was winning as the game from mm-hmm. a deep, a deeper a deeper situation. Just laying the ball off to somebody who then lays it off to the striker. Um, so the, the numbers got nothing to do with it it's just what the guy gives you and it's, I think the same with Yanis Hadji that's why I was really all all this first half of the season I was sticking up for Hadji because particularly his style is all is also one that kind of because he's not fast his style is also one that can maybe you, you need to watch him a bit closer you actually need to watch Yanis Hadji clips you need to watch a montage of Yanis Hadji contributions and you'll see exactly uh, what he's done you know uh, all last season and also also this season as well um, and I hate the fact that the Rangers so many people only get appreciated uh, once they're gone uh, once we don't have them uh, at disposal like like you're saying absence makes a heart grow fond I think it's particularly bad with Rangers though but my god mate this this game tomorrow night if they want if, if they want to go out there and just be only performing in Europe that's fine by me do it one more time um, yeah. because 
I think I think there's a we'd go we'd, we'd get seeded in the the Champions League qualifiers next I season. That's right. I, I yeah. saw someone. Uh, forgive me, I'm stealing somebody else's uh, pattern here, but somebody else researched that and posted that yesterday. Yeah. Um, but I think also in terms of well, we know, don't we? From if you, you you maybe can't remember Ross, but back in 2003, another Glasgow team reached a, a, a final in Seville. And their uh, their derby rivals won the domestic treble, and the domestic treble didn't count. Yep. It was only about losing that final in Seville. Um, so we know that that's all we have to do is get to that, win two more ties, and that's us. Well, the best team Absolutely. in the world ever. You know. Um, look before we before we take a look at Braga and the threats that they pose. Just picking up on a, a comment here from Scott. Um, when we're talking about attacking shapes and players, one player we've not mentioned is, is Ahmad Diallo. Um, do you see any way back in for him? Is this the kind of tie that he might want to use to look to impress, or is he is he well out of the picture now? I haven't seen enough of him to judge. This is the problem. I haven't seen enough of him to judge, mate. Um, he come on at Ross County, um, great start, scores his goal, sets up another, looks fantastic, and then he's pitched in at Parkhead and he's totally lost in a, an overall performance that was absolutely horrific and you can't blame him for that when he's just arrived uh, at the club. Um, he had his wee kind of cameo at, as we run out at uh, Annan, I think. Yeah, He's come on somewhere else uh, after that. I think was he up, did he play at Dens? Was it Dundee the in the Dens? Cup? Yeah, Aye. I think so. Um, I know, I, by the way, that, that game against Dundee in the Cup as well, uh, you Roof, I remember Roof taking the ball off two different players in, in both wings mm-hmm. and putting the ball in the box and both chances should have been converted. Um, so he's, he was showing kind of you know touches of Morelos, um, you know, covering all the areas of the park in that game, you know. But I I don't know. He just he's obviously got talent, you know. He's playing a, he's played Italian football and what have you. What he's done uh, already at a young age, you know. He's already he's obviously got hundreds of talent. Um, he looks pretty skillful. He looks pretty fast. Well, that miss that miss against the Dean United at Tannadice is probably is done from me a lot of the fans, yeah. but I, I think that was unfair on him as well. You know, there was a lot of people responsible for that that draw that day. Um, I don't know. I, I I would be really surprised to see him, um, but I don't know. I just there's, there's something. They're probably going to. Gio's probably got a rabbit to pull out the, the hat tomorrow night, um, and and he might well be it. You know, because they'll have assessed Braga, and maybe they'll know that he's the he's the man to take them on. But I would be surprised to see him. Mate. Well, you say Gio will have assessed Braga. I'm sure that you will have done as well. Um, what can you What can you tell us about the threats that they pose? As I say, a team that we faced a couple of years ago and that we that we got past. I'm sure that the the makeup over there is very very different today. Um, what sort of key threats do you see them posing tomorrow, and what will be the the main ways for Rangers to to try and counteract that? Uh, Ricardo Horta, that's it. the guy. Ricardo Horta. He's an attacking right winger, the captain, Portuguese international. Um, he hits them from distance as well. He likes to he, he, he likes a ping, and he's done the business for them in the Europa League so far uh, with with that um, uh, piece of his armory. Uh, he he is he is the guy to watch. He he he, ma- he makes them tick. I think for me, Braga, most dangerous thing about them is, which could also be the best thing about them as far as Rangers are concerned, is they're just, they're in fourth place. They're just they're in fourth place, and they're going nowhere else. They're not going. They're not really going. They're, they're safe in fourth. They're isolated in fourth in the in the uh, the Portuguese league. Um, now they beat Benfica three two on Friday night. That's dangerous. And they've had a couple of extra days rest, and they've had, a, they've had a momentous victory as well to kind of inspire them and you know uh, keep them fresh uh, for tomorrow night. But that can go. I, I think that can go too far as well. I think. I think if you haven't played since Friday night, you're almost a week out of the game. Rangers should be ready to go. 
after what we, we went through on Sunday, I think we should be ready to go, um, dying to kind of prove ourselves again. Um, and we should be, I think we should actually be a bit sharper in many, in many respects because we've, because we've played more recently. Um, but all Braga have got to play for now is the Europa League. Um, they're not going to they're not going to qualify for the Champions League and, and Portugal I think it's the top two spots go straight into the Champions League group stages and the the next one uh, kind of goes into the qualifiers and that's uh, Los Tres Grandes the, the the big three you know Sporting Benfica and uh, Porto have got that all that all wrapped up um, they won this they won the Portuguese Cup uh, last season that's how they went straight into the Europa League uh, group stages and then they get, they get papped out of that I think before Christmas by you know a kind of uh, Bottom half of the table, uh, kind of uh, side in, in, in Portugal, a kind of unknown side. So they've not had a great season, but they're not a terrible season. This stadium, the quarry, the whole setup there—it's—it's it's really strange. Um, it's massive, two massive stands, you know, but obviously two uh, kind of well, they're, they're unoccupied ends. You know, one of them's like a wall. <laughs> uh, it's a really strange setup there. And they're used to they're used to being outnumbered, I think, in their own stadium. And it's never the, the Braga certainly never sell out their own stadium, you know. Um, so as I said, said earlier, we'll have half the crowd or half the noise anyway, at least. And I just I like that for Rangers, but at the same time, Braga are used to it. You know, it's not going to it's not going to it's not going to upset them that the, the, the other support, the visiting support, is making more noise than their support. I've seen them, they kind of clawed their way through the Europa League. They finished second in Red Stars group. So that's the, that's the biggest hope for me. Um, is they finished second in the, the, the same Europa League group as, as Red Star Belgrade, who we obviously put out uh, last round relatively comfortably. They couldn't beat them. Uh, they drew with them at home as well. They then nearly went out to Sher- Sheriff Tiraspol, who dropped in from the Champions League. You know, obviously every, the, the big news this season, they, they beat uh, Real Madrid in the Bernabeu. They kind of... Transnistrian Moldovan gangsters, um, just a strange, strange club. Um, really interesting club, uh, Sheriff Tiraspol, but you know, doing really well. Um, because of because they're total crooks, because you know, I don't want to know where their money comes from, but they're doing really well. Um, and you know, Braga put them out. I think it was, it was penalties eventually they went through on, and then they and then they, they beat Monaco quite quite easily when we were beating Red Star Belgrade, and that's 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 no mean feat. That's a that's a, that's a good scalp, um, to have. Uh, beating any sub any side from uh, Ligue 1 in France, so they're decent, mate. But I'm hoping they're, they're they've kind of done their bit. You know, they, they, they've the, the domestic season's over. There's nothing left for them to play for, really. Um, and while that could rest them, I actually prefer it if a team's going for things on several fronts. We might be struggling in the league now, but we need to do something in the Scottish Cup. Um, we're not going to give up in the league either. Um, we are the champions, and I think you know this is, this is a, a chance for real history uh, for us tomorrow night. So I'm hoping we're we're, we're sharper, we're more up for it, uh, and we're used to playing at a higher level. We be more at stake in every game we play this season. Braga, though, I'll just say this one more thing: they have been at a European final um, since we have. They were they, they reached the uh, the second Europa League final, 2011, uh, in Dublin. If we go to Dublin, we'll follow on. And they lost, it was basically a derby, they lost to Porto uh, in, in, in Dublin. So they've been to a European semi-final more recently than us. Um, but I would just, oh, I just, I can't wait, Ross. I just, I, I, we need this. I think we really need this. And uh, the opportunity 
we shouldn't get too bogged down in the domestic situation just now. Just the opportunity to make a kind of history that we're going to remember above and beyond anything that's happened domestically is it's there for the taking. You know, we've got to go for it. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I'm just having a quick look at the odds there for for the qualification over the course of the two legs and. You know, Rangers are fancied by the bookies here. Rangers are, are, are odds on to go through. Um, whether that gives you comfort or not is, I guess, is up to you. But you know, just just to finish off, how confident do you feel? This was the draw we wanted. You know, in the last sixteen, Red Star was was definitely the draw we wanted. We come through to the quarterfinals. Braga was absolutely the weakest team left in that competition, whatever way you look at it. Um, now, in fairness, we were also probably the team that they wanted. Um, if if they could have chosen, so how confident are you going into into tomorrow night? Evens, evens, Ross. Um, um, when you're saying the, the bookies, fit, is that? I mean, I, I take is that like the British bookies? I mean, I take uh, that, uh, yeah, that, it is, is that way? Is, is that, I mean, those prices are drawn up against the amount that's going to be bet on Rangers. Um, to to a degree, yeah. I mean, it's but, it's still it's very very. I'm not sure, but I should actually ask you that because I always, it's always um, the whole time I was growing up, right up until the present day, it's always been, and the bookies make England, you know, joint favourites to win the World Cup and yeah. Manchester United to win the Champions League. Like, is that not because everybody in Britain bets on them? Yeah, right? certainly with with things like um, England to win the Euros, it's because there's just a huge amount of money, Aye. and um, you know, it's also a, to a degree a marketing thing of like Aye. they're putting England at the top. Look at how patriotic we are, and um, look with with things like this though. It's it's more data driven than that, I think. Right. So yes, it, the, the the price moves, and the price will continue to move right up until kickoff tomorrow. We should, um, we, yeah, we should. I mean, we, 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 and that's what bothers me about it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Kind of even Stevens on that. My attitude towards this is that uh, we should win this game. I feel as if it should mean more to us. We always say that this is something we get wrong all the time because we've got a massive support, you know, we've got a massive history and we, this is the kind of thing we should be doing. Rangers should be reaching this kind of level in football. Although we should have more often. Um, and now we're at a situation where we're actually overachieving uh, in, in continental terms. But I feel as if we've got a great record at, at, at Portuguese. I think we've played Portuguese type teams about 10, this is the 10th time, I think. Yeah. And we've only lost once. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Um, and that was Porto 83 84 put us out there, the Cup Winners Cup, and they won the thing. Yeah, and we'll yeah. think about our, our Portuguese results over the last Aye. if I mean, since since 2008, obviously, with, with sporting through Porto and Benfica in the last couple of seasons, it's yeah, it's magical. Well, it's three, three times, obviously, historically, we've, we've, we've put sporting out of Europe, yeah. and it's that's nothing that bothers me as well. You know, being fatalistic is you no, know, we've got too good a record, it's got to come, it's got to come a cropper sometime. I don't like the fact we've played them uh, recently. There's also a thing where we played ben, we, we, when we played um, Braga the last time. We followed that up by losing to Hamilton Ackies. We lost yeah. to Hearts in the cup, and in our next league game uh, was losing to Hamilton Ackies at Ibrox. Yeah. And we haven't lost another domestic game at Ibrox until Sunday, and we're now playing Braga uh, straight after it. It's almost like a kind of bookending, mate. You know what I mean? You know. Oh. So I hope we can bookend it with two victories over Braga. I just feel. If this team want to be, you know, I mean, I can't believe they get slagged for doing well in Europe. That's how bad. That's the, that's the, that's the kind of things we go through as an under support. Um, but do it if you just want to play well in Europe. That's fine. Do it at least one more time. Just get, just get. Of course, if we get to the semi final, then be like, oh, just beat this just keep going. final. <laughs> but if we get to the semi final, we are playing real high end quality. Oh, yeah. You know, we're, we're, we're playing teams that have been in the Champions League quarters and semis the last few seasons. 
Um, we're really up against it. You know, there'll be no pressure on us psychologically uh, with yeah. those ones. I just, I want to get through this. I wish it wasn't Braga we're playing, if I'm honest, because they are so doable. You know, not easy. If they've got yeah. anything about them, Braga, they won't play as at football. They'll, they'll, they'll use, that's what I was meaning to say when I was going on about the crowd, the particular atmosphere in their stadium. They will play as like Dundee or Libby. I like Celtic players the second half on Sunday. They'll just sit in. They won't go for it, you know, because that's when we struggle. Make it do her. Yeah. You know, but if you want to play as at football, I, I still think that's, that's why I think we'll be, we could be okay with Roof tomorrow night because you'll get more room if they if they come and play as at football. Um, and we're set up to kind of counter attack, and we're, we're absolutely phenomenal at that. We are, we are, we are a great European side. We are, and uh, I think there's a lot of talk, Ross, amongst the support just now that we should rip it up and start again because they think because it looks like we've lost this 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 league title, um, and we should do what Celtic are doing, which is be crap in Europe, and you know therefore you'll be, you'll be great in the league. It doesn't work like that, no. um, but there's a real danger that we might just do that. Giovanni might just you know. You know, take his orders from the crowd and the, the, the board will do the same because they're very much driven by what the support kind of rant and rave about as we've seen in the last few weeks. Um, so th- this might be the last that we get. This this might be the end of this great European run, you know, that we've been on for the last four years. Fantastic adventure. And I would just, uh, I haven't got to a quarter final as a victory, but I just don't want to leave that wee bitter taste in the mouth of, oh, Braga were so doable. We were this close to us yeah. that we should have made that semi. Um, so if we're going to go, just, just, do this, Rangers, and uh, you can do whatever you want next season. That's it. That's it. Well, look, that's um, that's probably going to wrap it up for us here this evening. Um, thank you to everyone who's who's been watching along and, and giving us your questions and your comments. It's been great to have you this evening. It is an absolutely monumental day tomorrow for for, for Rangers um, as we look to, I guess, put one foot in the Europa League semi-finals. It, it feels ridiculous to be saying that, but um, that's that's what faces us. Uh, it's the later kickoff tomorrow. It's the eight o'clock kickoff. Um, so so make sure you're you're around for that. The Jersnet podcast, of course, will be back on Sunday. That'll be 9.30 p.m. on the Jersnet YouTube channel with the show available for download first thing on the Monday morning, wherever you get your podcast from. I'm sure we'll even try and squeeze out a wee preview show on Friday night as well. Keep your eyes peeled on the Jersnet Twitter feed and website for that one. Uh, all that's left for me to say is a massive thank you to Alec for joining me this evening and a thanks to everyone who, as I say, has, has downloaded or joined us tonight. Um, enjoy the game tomorrow and we will speak to you on Sunday. Bye for now.